y'all. Welcome back for another episode. I am your host, Abby Lagidel, and my mood today is excitement. And I want to start each episode with talking about what I am feeling. And the reason why I do this, whenever I have a conversation, I don't say, hey, how are you? When you ask somebody how they are, the automatic response is, oh, I'm doing fine, I'm doing great. When in actuality, you know that's not right. You know we're not just fine and great, unless we're really just fine and great. But to get a conversation going and to feel like you are really connecting with the person you're talking to, I'm asking, what is your mood today? And how can you explain your mood and why do you feel that mood? Now, today is a reflection day. I like to do a little reflection every single week where I am taking inventory of where I am at today and how did I get there. So talking to my Broken and Mentorship program students, they're at a point where they are just starting over. And my best response to that is to just have major empathy and just be like, you know, I know exactly how you feel. I was there. I was there when I was broke and broken and felt hopeless and that there was just no point of living, right? I feel like what I'm doing today, it's, it's my legacy. It's in our blood. You know, we are, we are the children of God and he called us to, to teach, to teach people so that when you teach others, the younger generation, they will then teach the generation after and then the generation after. So it's in our blood to be legacy makers. It's in our blood to be mentors. It's in our blood to to guide our children, to guide our peers, to be influencers. It's in our blood. And it's through experience where we can tell stories and no one can ever take that away from you. As a reflection where I am at today, I am happy. I am excited about life. I'm also learning more about myself. This past week, I learned that I am life path number 22, which is a master builder. And if you could agree with me, I'm like, man, I think that's spot on. I also learned that my fear of growing and really giving my full potential is my catalyst. And I cannot let myself hold myself back. I cannot let my fear of doing amazing things because I know myself, me, myself, and I, the type of person can shake the world, can make a difference, and that is holding me back. Why? It's the power of choice. And it wasn't up until how many years ago where I, I discovered that I do have a choice. I do have a choice to be happy. So my power of choice came from after my divorce. Actually, sorry, not just after my divorce, but during separation. And not just really during separation, but while I was married on the verge of separation and onto divorce, I found out I really do have the choice to be happy because I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, you know what? I will put others before me. This is what I was taught. And no matter what, if they're happy, I'm happy. Happy them, happy wife, right? Happy him, happy wife. Happy girl, happy wife. (laughs) So anything that I've ever done throughout my life has always been to make other people happy, even if in return, I wasn't happy at all. In reflection, I would not be here today if I had not made a simple choice, was to choose happiness, choose joy in the midst of challenges and trials and adversity. And let me take it back. 
I used to be married. I was divorced back in 2015, two days before Christmas. And the guy that I married was supposed to be and I thought was going to be my forever. We had babies, we were married, um, we lived together, we both graduated college. We have twins now, Mika and Lucy. When I think of this marriage for that many years, I can pinpoint the times where I felt so alone, even if I had my ex-husband laying next to me at night. And it's indescribable how the feeling is, but I can pinpoint the time, the day, how I felt, how my soul just felt so empty. And I told God, I said, God, if this is marriage, I don't want it. I, I don't. And I didn't understand. I didn't understand how people can be married for 50 years, 60 years, heck, 80 years, and be just madly in love with each other. It was just so hard. I was like, God, if this is marriage, please take it away. I don't want to endure this pain, this, this loneliness anymore. Why is it like this? And I see my family's marriage. I see them fighting and then them making up. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's been 50 years. But when with me, in the first five years, it was so hard. We did marriage counseling. We had people, you know, coming in to save us during our fights. There were times where I just threatened divorce because I couldn't do, because I, I didn't know what else to do. I had... I would threaten that I would leave and take the kids and move to Alaska. Just so many things. I even had times where I would take my own life. That's how lonely it felt. I even told myself that just leaving and not being alive anymore probably would just take the pain away. So just the thought of choosing to feel this way made the noise even louder. It made the fights even bigger, right? It made the anger even stronger. And you know what even made it harder was we were stationed in the middle of the, the Midwest because my husband was a pastor. We were in the middle of the Midwest. I had no family, no friends, um, just a bunch of tumbleweed, you know, flat grounds, lots of wind. I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me. And there you go. Another point to feeling lonely, but I did have a great church family. And during our time there, we had some friends who gifted us marriage counseling, like a marriage counseling weekend retreat where we actually had to leave our kids with some close church members and then drive a couple hours into the mountains to a retreat, a beautiful cabin, and then you talk amongst a group of people about what your problem is in marriage. Let me tell you right now, the first day was hard. I didn't want to admit that I was unhappy, but you can tell that I had lost my shine and you can tell that maybe I was there only because my husband wanted me to and it was true I wanted to be there but he surprisingly he wanted us to be there more than me on the first day it was just a self-reflective day it was just a day to really learn what we were going to learn within that weekend and learn about the new couples that are in this retreat learn about the old couples that are in this retreat so that whole weekend was just about reaching like the climax of what is wrong with your marriage and how you can fix it. I remember the before and after transformation just based on the friends that I met at this retreat. They told me that on the very first day, you can tell that I had lost my shine. I was very, I was very dull. 
I felt lifeless. I was very just monotone. And on the last day, they could tell how my shine and my spirit had gotten back. I was smiling more. I was laughing more. I even cried. And crying just shows vulnerability that I'm now willing to open up and admit. And then from that time, we went home. Things didn't get any better. It actually got worse. We tried to do everything that, you know, the, our counselors told us we tried to break the cycle we tried to talk about you know our our challenges and things that we would fight about instead of yell but it was so unbelievably hard and i could not understand why we just cannot win in marriage at one point i felt like it was my fault and then at one point i felt like it was his fault but the only people that i can run to and hold on to and just keep me going were the twins they were the kids kept me going. Well, there was a time in our marriage where it just was like, enough is enough. He told me that, you know, with all the fighting, I gotta, I had to go back home with my parents in Alaska. I gotta take the twins and he needs space. So my ex-husband telling me, you gotta go pack up your stuff, fly by yourself to Alaska, just you and the twins that are two years old by yourself, go to Alaska and I'll let you know when to come back. Remember, I'm in a time where I feel like I just have no choice. I just want, I just want my husband to be happy so that he can be happy with me. And at that time, things were not going right and I felt like it was my fault. And so what happened was when I got home, I started exercising. Not once a day, but twice a day. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get back into shape. I'm gonna start looking sexy again. Maybe he just doesn't love me anymore because, you know, I had twins, you know, or my saggy belly, or my butt got flat, or I got flabby. I don't know. I, I should I change my hair? So I went home. I worked out. I felt like I was in the best shape of my life. I was starting to feel free again. I was starting to feel happy. Like my mood changed, my eating habits changed. I felt fit. I would go to sleep late, but I would wake up at 5 a.m. to go to my first workout class. And then I would go back again in the afternoon for my second one. It just was an ongoing thing because I had to get my mind off of our marriage. I didn't know why. I felt like my husband just didn't love me anymore. No calling not much acknowledgement, not much on text messages, not even an I miss you or I love you. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm going to get myself back. I'm, go I'm going to look better so that he can love me again. Then things started to happen. And I don't know if it was just having to unclog my arteries, but my intuition started to kick in. I'm like, there's something wrong here and I don't know what it is. Okay, so I went back home early. I was supposed to stay in Alaska for like three months, but I ended up only being in Alaska for maybe like a month and a half and I went back home early. No, my ex-husband did not buy our plane ticket back home. It was actually our close family church members at it, back in Nebraska. They're the one who bought us the ticket back home. You know, when I got home, I just felt so fit. I felt so happy. I'm like, okay, he's gonna start noticing me. Boy, was I wrong. When we arrived in Denver, he was so happy to see the kids. Hi, hi, I miss you so much. And me, it was just like, kind of like a side hug and a side kiss. And I'm like, what? What am I doing? What am I doing that is so wrong that he just can't even like look at me anymore? Like, are our are, are fights that bad? Where like, is it my fault? What, what am I doing? So we got home and I looked up the, the love dare challenge. I was like, okay. So maybe it's not the fit part. Maybe there's something that I can do where I can win his love back. So I went on to my next mission, which was 
from the fireproof movie if you've seen it it's a christian movie called fireproof and they have a 40 day love dare challenge and in this movie the husband and the wife their their story is like mine where she is just so upset with him she they they're sleeping in separate rooms pretty much he's angry she's angry they're yelling at each other and then she's like okay we need to have a divorce and he's like i don't want a divorce and she's pretty much saying well that's too bad we're we're different now and we've been fighting so much and then he decides from his father to do the love dare challenge and every single day for 40 days was a challenge to do something for his wife and so i was like you know what i've seen it in the movie so i'm gonna go ahead and do it so i did the live dare challenge was 40 days of love journey and each day was a prompt like i'd mentioned i had made the choice to do the love dare challenge to win back the love of my husband back then because at that point i felt like it was all my fault and i had to do something about it these challenges are 40 days every day is a different prompt every day paired with a dare and also a bible text so for instance and i'm reading this off of the the website so day one said love is patient and it gave me a bible text ephesians 4 2 be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love and so that dare was the first part of this dare is to is fairly simple although love is communicated in a number of ways our words often reflect the condition of our hearts for the next day resolve to demonstrate patience and to say nothing negative to your spouse at all if the temptation arises, choose not to say anything. It's better to hold your tongue than to say something you'll regret. And let me tell you, I'm about to go into this love dare challenge with nothing negative to say. <laughs> and so I was so conditioned that every single day, man, I had something to say. Socks on the floor, him not you know, him not helping me, you know, change the diapers, him not telling me where he's at. There was, trust me, there was something to say in this love dare challenge told me not to say anything that day. Oh my gosh, my tongue was bruised from biting on it so hard. But let me tell you right now, I did and I passed. Okay, easy. Day two, I'm going to read a couple of them. So day two said, love is kind. Ephesians 4 through for Ephesians 4:32 be kind to one another tender hearted forgiving each other just as God in Christ also forgave you and the dare was in addition to saying nothing negative to your spouse again today do at least one un unexpected gesture as an act of kindness oh my gosh you want me to not say anything negative and you want me to be kind to this man Y'all are really pushing it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Now, if it served me right, I believe the gesture would have been something like just cleaning up after his mess and not saying anything at all. Okay, boom. Day passed. Now let's go on to day three. Love is not selfish. Okay, Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. The dare was, whatever you put your time, energy, and money into will become more important to you. It's hard to care for something you are not investing in. Along with restraining from negative comments, buy your spouse something that says, I was thinking of you today. Oh my goodness, I, I remember this. I remember this dare right here. So the routine every week on Mommy Mondays was to go to the store and have my time at the store to go grocery shopping without the whole family, okay? 
that was my mommy mondays and i remember this dare came up on a mommy monday and that mommy monday i decided to buy him some chocolate his favorite chocolate twix kit kat i came home with some chocolate and i remember handing it to him and be like you know i thought of you today and i wanted to give you this and obviously his response was like oh like confused uh thanks you know obviously gobbled it down okay dare accepted challenge done i passed and so it just went on and on and on for about a week and a half and every day did not get easier okay because in between those days we would still argue and i would have to hold my tongue i had to like remember you know this love dare challenge and i'm like no i can't fall backwards i'm supposed to fall forward no stop yourself it didn't get easier just like the movie he he was like you know what i give up i can't do this like it's not working that's literally what i was saying i was like god why 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 is this happening i can't do this anymore my heart just hurts please help me you know what did get easier though was me forgiving myself a week and a half in i learned that you know this love dare challenge was not to change my my husband and his love for me it actually changed my heart i could feel it i felt myself being a lot more peaceful in the times where we should be fighting me holding my tongue and me just you know just letting it go and and just remembering that you know i need to keep focus i'm on a mission i've learned a lot and with that with the week and a half that i had i had done this I did a lot of prayer. All the times that I had to hold my tongue and hold myself back, I had to use that time where I wanted to punch him in the face to just go on my knees and pray. And I was on my knees a lot. And what had happened was I found peace within my heart. And I know this for a fact because I remember my ex-husband telling me in the middle of this challenge, he was like, you seem different. I'm like, huh, how so? And this is what he said. He said, I don't know, you just seem different you just seem more peaceful he took the words right out of my mouth and i was like oh thank you he has no idea of this challenge okay and i just left it at that and i just continued playing with the twins but wow this dare is not for the person to change their heart so that they can love you again this dare is so that you can change your heart and that you can choose happiness and that you can choose to have self-control and the only reason why we lasted a week and a half was because i found out he was cheating on me bomb dropped all this time i'm thinking it's my fault but this guy is cheating on me behind my back and let me tell you this is where the juicy part comes into and people like to ask me this question you know, how did I find out he was cheating on me? And they kind of have this like confused face whenever I say, oh, his God woke me up. I don't know if you know this by now, but God and I are best friends. And he tells me everything. He sets up my life for where he wants me to go. And when I abide and when I do, I definitely do. I am right there and he always is there to rescue me. So let's take it back. I remember the night that we got into town from being in Alaska for the summer. I remember calling out to God in my prayer. I said, God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, am I crazy? You know, he tells me he's not doing, he's not, he's not doing anything behind my back that, you know, he, that he's fine. But like, God, am I crazy? Whatever is happening, please reveal the truth because my heart cannot take it anymore. So let's fast forward. Boom. So I had a suspicion, honestly, I had suspicion that this guy was doing stuff behind my back. But every time I asked, he said, no, I'm not doing that. So I said, okay, 
maybe it's just me. Maybe I, I am crazy. Maybe I am crazy that he's really not doing anything my, behind my back and I'm just paranoid. Like being in fights for how many years got me paranoid. Who knows, right? So, but there would be instances where I would check his phone because I'm like, okay, I'm going to check his phone while he's sleeping and I'm going to find something. And every time I did, found nothing. The night that I checked his phone to see if there was anything going on where I felt crazy and I couldn't find a single thing. And I said, God, I don't know what else to do. Please help me. I just need you to answer my prayer because I feel so crazy where literally that night I remember lying awake, still feeling lonely. Even when I had someone laying next to me, I'm like, I think I'm just going to take my life tonight. What's going to be the difference if I'm gone? If he doesn't acknowledge me now, maybe when I'm gone, he will acknowledge me then and he will be sorry. That's literally what I thought. But what had stopped me was I have two little precious kids in the next room and if i'm gone who's gonna take care of them that has always been my motivation today so i remember going back to sleep and i remember at 3 a.m and i will tell you this story and everything i say about this story is 100 percent true you may think this is from a movie but this is real life and this is real power of god and i'm i'm the living testimony so i do remember at 3 a.m i heard him say get up rise i remember waking up rolling out of bed like just just like just my body just my body just rising up out of bed next thing i know i'm crawling on the floor like a freaking gi joe right like in the military like they're the you know where they're hiding and they're on the ground and they are crawling on the ground and it just sounds so funny when i think about it today but that's literally how I looked. I'm crawling on the ground on the floor while my ex-husband is sleeping and I'm crawling around the bed to his phone. In my head, I'm like, what am I doing? What the heck am I doing? I should be sleeping right now. The next thing I know, I'm going through his phone. I open his phone. I go to the Facebook messages and boom, messages from the girl he's been cheating on me with. And I'm like, this mother... I knew it and I just, you know what? The next thing I wanted to do, I wanted to take my pillow and freaking sock him in the face. But what I did was I screenshotted this message. I sent it to myself and then I changed his profile picture and background picture with this message so that when he wakes up, he will know that I had seen it. I sent it to myself and then I also sent it to my friend who was like, you know, you know, just been helping us with our marriage and every step of the way and, and offering, you know, prayers for me and for us. I sent it to her. I was like, see, I told you 3 a.m. I was up on the phone with my friend at 3 a.m. I was so livid. I was crying, crying and happy and relieved at the same time. I'm like, it's not me. It's not me. And I just couldn't stop praising. I was just like, thank you so much, God, for waking me up because I was literally at the point of like, I can't take this pain anymore. I don't know who can, but I can't. I'm a strong person, but I, I can't. And you know, everything from there just kind of went downhill. You know, I, I couldn't wait till morning for him to wake up. I had to wake him. I think I had to wake him up. I think I woke him up around like 4 a.m. close to 5 o'clock and I go, look, I woke him up. I was like, I told you. I told you, I am like, I am cursing, I am upset, I'm crying, I'm shaking, I'm laughing, I'm smiling. I, I, I had just like all the emojis in the world. 
was just coming out of my face. And all he did was just sit there, nothing to say, and just, just sat there. <sighs> but let me tell you, God had a plan for me all along, and all the events that, you know, that came to this point was by design. You know what I did after that? I waited till about 7.30. And I knew who this person was. I had suspicions about her, but I didn't want to be all paranoid. I knew who this girl was. I went to her work and I waited. <laughs> oh my gosh, I waited at her work. And while I was waiting there, I was praying. But let me tell you right now, because of God, He knew. Because I had been doing the Love Dare Challenge, I was a changed person. I was so peaceful. When I saw her walking up to her work, I stopped her and I literally, she knew, right? She just knew why I was there. And I sat there all peaceful and be like, so, you know, what's up with you and my husband? And of course, on her end, you know, doing the thing that she's doing, she's giving me attitude. She's shaking her hip. She's shaking her finger. She's saying she's speaking in half Spanish and, you know, half English. I can't really understand anything she's saying. She's giving me attitude and I'm just sitting there just looking at her very peaceful and just listening. You know, if this were my best friend, David, he would probably sock her in the face. But me, I just sat there and I'm like, okay. And I talked to her. I was very upset, but it's also very firm at the same time. And she told me, what, your, 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 your husband can't have friends now? And I'm in my head, I'm like, that's just like the oldest excuse in the book. I left and I told him, I go, this is what I did. This is what I said. You need to stop. Now I know what it is that you had done. And he just kept it. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. I said, okay, you're going to stop what you're doing. And then we're going to work on our marriage. He agreed. But did it get better after that? Was he sorry? No, nothing. And up until this point, I'm like... I'm so glad the way things had turned out. I'm so glad I made that choice to to take the love dare challenge and to to do something about it, right? To change something instead of allow it to just keep happening. I didn't know what that something was, but now that I know and I have more clarity, I'm like, I'm so glad for freedom of choice. I was trying to work on our marriage. I was being that perfect wife and be like, you know what? I'm going to brush everything under the rug and I'm going to forgive you and we're going to work it out because that is what my parents taught me to do. I would still sleep next to him. Um, I would still make him dinner, make him lunch. The The sound of loneliness just got even bigger. I was like, okay, this is we're just going through a rocky part in our marriage and I'm going to keep going. But it wasn't until one day, one comment where he told me that the reason why I cheated on you was because I didn't love you anymore and I didn't want you. And then he followed it with, I can be a good father to the kids, but I don't know if I can be a good husband to you. Man, that hurt right in the gut, in my heart. And I go, you know what? While we're in the middle of dinner, you know what? That's it. I said, I'm done. I am done. I took his dinner. I threw it in the trash. I said, get the F out. I'm done. I couldn't take it anymore. And let me tell you, I felt so powerful to even say that, that I get to have a choice that I'm going to put a stop in you treating me this badly because I don't deserve it and I'm going to treat myself with happiness. I'm going to choose happy today. So we've been divorced ever since. No going back. No getting back together. No remarried. Nothing. I've chosen the path 
of happiness and that happiness sounded like you are not in my life anymore and that's the consequence. But if someone were to say that to you today, would you not make the decision to choose your life and to be happy and to go after the dreams and say, you know what? It's my freaking turn. It's my turn to choose happiness. It's my turn to make something of myself. I invested so many time and so many hours, so much of myself in something where you just don't deserve it. All of this had to happen. It had not made that decision that day to to throw away the dinner that I prepared for him after work and to, you know, kick his, his ass out into, you know, the, the lawn and throw his clothes out into, you know, into the street. I would not be here today telling my story. And there, that's why I'm, I'm just so happy. And I, I love choosing happy every single day, even in the midst of trials and, and challenges, because I have so many things to be grateful for. I think about my challenges and all the hurt that I have gone through, you know, being a single mom, even after divorce, man, loneliness just still, still kept knocking on my door. I remember at the time where my kids, you know, went to their dad's house for the very first time. It was a Thanksgiving day. I was still surrounded by church family. We were having dinner and oh my gosh, I wanted to cry. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I can't fake it. My family, my kids are not here. Yes, I have physical bodies around me, but no, I'm still alone. I remember after that dinner, I went home and I just sat there in an empty house. And I'm like, this is my life now. And I need to choose to keep going because I can feel something is coming. You know, me and my babies, we're going to be all right. And in all the times that I had these trials and tribulations and the times where I'm like, I just, I just want to die. I think of I think of this verse. This is my verse that I run to all the time when I'm, I'm feeling down. It's, it's written on my laptop. It's written on my computer. And it's Romans 5, 3 to 4. And it says, We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. I would not be here today alive and well without the power of prayer. Choosing to pray is a choice. Choosing to be happy is a choice. You know, God will always choose us, but in return, we just need to choose Him too. No matter what the situation, remind yourself, I have a choice, says Deepak Chopra. No matter where you are today in your life, if you are unhappy, you have the power. You have the power to make the choice to be happy. But before you get there, give yourself 90 days. Give it a 90-day challenge and look at your end result. Where do you want to be in 90 days? And if at the end of the 90 days is to have a new job or it's to quit a job, or it's to start a YouTube channel, or it's to start a podcast you know, channel, or if you want to turn your passion into purpose, or if you want to start working out, whatever the result is or that end game of your 90 day challenge, work backwards. How am I going to get there? What are the things that I need to do, the little changes I have to make, the smart little steps I need to take every single day, plus time, plus big mo as in momentum, every single day for that to be a radical difference in my life. And to remember MLK on Martin Luther King Day, he said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Choose it. 
Choose it even when it's not perfect. Choose it even when it's dirty. Choose it even when it's messy, but choose it. And he also said, don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. And that point from back then, I let him tell me that I am no one or I was not deserving of a good husband or that he didn't want me anymore. Therefore, he can treat me any way that he wants that hurts me. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody, says Martin Luther King Jr. And that's what I want to leave you with on today's episode is to choose to be happy in the midst of challenges even divorce if you feel like you have a story to tell just like mine how you went from broken to business how you went from sad to happy how you went from pain to profits send me a message you can find all my links in the bio of this episode on instagram email the website i would love to connect with you and learn more about who you are and what kind of steps you had to take to get you to where you are today thank you so much for listening to me if you had made it this far don't forget to leave me a review if you had not yet please don't forget to rate share this episode with your friends who needs to hear this episode today who do you know needs to hear this episode today share it with them thanks y'all and i'll catch you in my my next episode.